I also had kind of a fucked up childhood, and I never peed on anyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or or kept any like sex slaves around your house, as far as I know. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> no, no. We went down the rivers, we crossed the plains, over the mountains, we flooded streams. We went west. We trapped, we mined, we carved our names with guns and axes. We sought our fame. Our destiny. And the USA. USA. How much is Bernie made off worth today? <laughs> Dead body worth nothing. Talking by the pound or like. Yeah, right. Well, if he was hamburger. Yeah, it depends yeah. on if he's cremated or just ground up. Yeah, yeah. What was there a thing where they broke down the amount of like minerals in somebody's body and what you'd be worth, like broken down by like element? Like, I mean, you know, that, that sounds like, like a YouTube rabbit hole for sure. And it's not much. It's like, uh, like a buck forty or some shit like that. Like, there's you know, how much zinc is in the human body? How much calcium? How much? You know, I'm gonna Google cost of human body. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just shoot, can we just do the podcast before the fucking FBI shows up to your house? <laughs> I'm gonna well, add I probably have a bunch of lead in in me, so yeah. All right, eat a lot of paint chips when you're a kid. Well, wow. yep, <laughs> like they were Doritos. <laughs> okay, how much is a body worth in minerals? Oh, this thing claims it's five hundred and seventy-six dollars. Hey, but that's hey. just that's the um. The oxygen, carbon, hydrogen, nitrogen, calcium, and phosphorus, but the rest of the stuff is only worth about nine bucks. Like all the zinc and shit well, when, like that. When uh, when I catch this uh, dickhead that's stealing my catalytic converters, uh, I will take them to a scrapyard and scrap them go. for five hundred dollars. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Now, wonder, wonder how much palladium is in like the human colon. <laughs> Tell you much how much would be in one if I caught somebody stealing oh, exactly. my I was catalytic say, converter. Totally. <laughs> If they if he had the cat in his hand, I would just shove it up his ass <laughs> yeah. and take him to the fucking scrapyard. It would become a trunk ornament. For sure. <laughs> anyway. Oh, that's a good good start. <laughs> yeah. Um fuck. Welcome back to How the West Was Fucked. Um How the West was fucked. I don't get to do it anymore. I know you don't. It's Fucking awesome. <laughs> Take that shit. Um, so this week, I th- if I remember correctly, we agree we're doing uh, Pike, right? Yep. Okay. So, Tony, what do you know about Zebulon Pike? Zebulon? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I take it you've never heard that name before. I, I don't remember him from Babylon 5, but I assume he's probably from Babylon 5. <laughs> kind of sounds like it, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think from, what, New Jersey, actually, right? Yep, which uh, is close. Yeah. Zebulon of the New Jersey people. <laughs> well, he's Zebulon, Holy son shit. of Zebulon. His father is also named Zebulon Pike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Many, like a, lo- a long, proud line of Zebulons. Yes. Or Zeb- Zebulon. Well, of course they call him Zeb Pike for short. Sure. Why? Uh, actually, actually, a lot of times they call him, uh, what, Monty also, because his uh, middle name is Montgomery. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Zebulon so. Montgomery Pike? Yes. 
I'm not sure how to feel about that name. Well, you're about to <laughs> it's like feel it feel it all over itself. Space rich guy head on a stick. <laughs> Have you ever raced down uh, Pikes Peak in Colorado? Uh no. Oh, okay. I've been to Colorado exactly once and I was at the Denver airport for like t- two or three hours. That is the opposite of Pikes Peak. Well, I raced down it and uh that was and then the next day, I was looking for my friend that we were driving around like assholes on the mountain. And he's like, hey, where's Nate? It's like, oh, he's getting new tires. The radials were showing through on on his tires. It's like, oh, we oh. were up at 10,000 feet going around corners. <laughs> Holy fuck, dude. He is a very lucky person. Mm-hmm. I, I had even trouble dri- breathing in the car at 10,000 feet. So Damn. Yeah. And we didn't even get all the way to the top, so... Well, you just take the little railroad up there instead of driving around like an asshole. Oh, there's snow up on top still. Oh. Well, I just like the fact that, you know, you know, a lot of people don't think about this, but, you know, trains can't go up more than, what, a 10% grade, a standard train. Mm-hmm. So when they have these little mountain trains, they're cool because they got two uh, tracks, you know, the wheels ride on, and then they have a rack and pinion uh, track down the middle. So the train has, like, one gear Oh, so it's like gear teeth. It has like cogs. Yeah, that's why they're called Mm -hmm. a cog train. Make it climb up. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's it's fucking kind of a neat neat apparatus. But yeah, they got one of those that goes up Pikes Peak to somewhere. Rooster cog train. I don't think I've ever been to Pikes (laughs) Peak. I know I've seen it like in the distance, but I I don't think we ever went up there. So I assume that Pikes Peak is named after fucking Zebulon? Yeah. Yup. Yeah. What What gave you that? Idea. I don't know. The fact that we're talking about Zebulon and it has the same name. <laughs> well, I, okay. I, if I was naming that shit, I would name it Zebulon Peak. Way I, fucking cooler. I guess. Yeah, but they don't even know how to spell back then, including him. So <laughs> yeah. he was educated. Educated. Z e b y o o l a n. Ooh, he should. Yeah, just Z e e b o o. Was that? That's more like Zebu, but fine. Yeah. L-A-W-N. Z-Boulon. Z-Boulon. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I'm, uh, we'll, I'm excited we'll, to learn. We'll let Will uh, bust forth with his font of Comic Sans knowledge. Okay. He was born in uh, January 1779 in Somerset County, New Jersey. Uh, he joined the Army at age 15, which is the best time to join the Army. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's best known for leading military expeditions in 1805 and 1807, so not very long after Lewis and or Clark. He was the first. Uh, the first one was to find the headwaters of the Mississippi, which he n- was close but didn't quite find. Then he was home for three days and then was told to explore the southwest west part of the Louisiana Purchase. Um, which is just any river flowing into the Mississippi or Missouri. Uh, that's why it's looked all fucked up in the map. And there's, you know, the northeast part of North Dakota is not included with that. Uh, after that, his, uh, his career took off. He rose to colonel, then to brigadier general in the War of 1812. So this kind of tells you it's a long time ago. Uh, at the end of his life, he was more highly regarded than many, uh, Meriwether Lewis, who just happened to kill himself, probably, even though he shot himself twice and took all the gold out of his pockets. Yeah, yeah. I like to rob myself and shoot myself <laughs> twice with a single-shot pistol. 
<laughs> yeah. In dubious. the back. Yeah. But but uh, Pike was a war hero of the War of 1812. His father had joined the Continental Army in New Jersey. Then he moved to eastern Pennsylvania in December 1794 with his father, also named Zebulon Pike. Uh, Zeb Jr. joins the army to fight Indians in the Ohio Valley. It is also in his dad's, I think, in his dad's regiment, right? Mm-hmm. So Fighting no Tecumseh. nepotism whatsoever. Also, the Con- Continental Army was named so because it comes with like hash browns and eggs and sausage. No, it's after the Continental World Champion, Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm talking about the former Intercontinental Champion of the World, Macho Man nothing Randy Savage. Means nothing. 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 nothing means nothing. Man. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? Or I'm talking about all the way to the top, yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream rise to the top oh yeah also i don't know what you think a continental breakfast is but it doesn't have any of those things what i always thought it was just it's, like the, it's like you go load it up yourself no it's like fruit oatmeal it's like sh- cheap shit breakfast it's like an apple some toast and like oh yeah juice and coffee uh, you, you yeah. describe what you described is awesome breakfast yeah um continental mm, breakfasts are decidedly usually not I wonder what I wonder if there's an actual standard for continental breakfast. Yeah. Askhotels.com. I'm going to ask Roadside America. That's better. I'm going to ask the first thing that popped up which is the kitchen.com, but it's <laughs> kitchen kitchen without an e in it. Oh, right. Um, sure. Cuz everything's spelled without vowels these days. Yeah, well, this is from a uh, an article by Anna Goldfarb, published in January 13th of 2017, and her opinion uh, seems to be it's a light breakfast. Yeah, it's just baked goods, jam, fruit, and coffee. Oh. So the Pikes go all the way back to 1635 when John Pike moved there. Uh, he was practicing law, and he moved to New Jersey because he favored Presbyterianism. That's all you had to do back in the day to become, you know, just be an other religion back in the day and you'll be an outcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, 1775 rolls around and Zeb's dad, Zeb Sr., joins the New Jersey militia, uh, fights with uh, Washington as a private in Long Island Sound and White Plains, New York. Uh, His militia term was up in December 1776, though. So in 1777, the Pikes moved to Pennsylvania. There he rejoins the military March 1st, 1777, and serves in the Continental Army as a cornet, as which was what? cornet, C, corn, and et. Huh. That's the lowest ranking officer you could be back in the it's day, It's also like a, a weird oh, oversized trumpet as well. Mm-hmm. That's a coronet, I think. <laughs> nope, it is also, nope, it's the same. Holy fuck. You spelled something right, Tony. I'm not all dumb, but when I am... Um, <laughs> when I am, I drink something. this beer. That's how it goes, right? <laughs> when I get into bar fights and punch a police horse, I drink Colt 45. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, so he was in the 4th Continental Light Dragoons, which is now, one of I my favorite a, words. I know what a dra- dragoon is. Yep. Yeah. 
So he was doing scouting for General Washington there. He spent the winter at Valley Forge. Mm, um, lovely Valley Forge. I read some good Yelp reviews about frozen feet and mm-hmm. shit like that, yeah. But uh, his wife, Isabella, must have been along because that's when Zebulon Montgomery Pike was born, their first surviving child. Mm. <laughs> first out of, what, out of four? And then two of them survived, right? Something like that? Uh, Sure, we'll go with that. It's something like that. <laughs> Did they all have outer space names or just the one? Uh, they don't in the shit I read like the babies that died maybe this was around the time when you wouldn't like name your child until it had a good three years under it so you like, oh, didn't sure, get yeah. attached yeah so, totally like, if, a, if a possum carried it off or got scarlet yeah. fever or whatever you wouldn't be all upset I think the sister was named Xenu and Glaxon or something <laughs> yeah, like yeah. moon unit fucking moon, moon unit and weasel <laughs> fucking So after the war, Zeb Sr. goes to farming, but not having much luck there. So he goes back into the Army in the Ohio Valley in Cincinnati. And there they fight Indians there. Uh, Zeb Sr. was made a captain. uh, And he got the Confederation of Indians to surrender uh, Ohio to the Americans. It's like the Confederation of Planets. I think you mean Confederation of Planets, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Zebulon got... Picard to bend the knee. That was at the Battle of Fallen Timbers. Uh, that is when Zeb Jr. joined the army at age 15. He just transported army supplies up and down the Ohio River there. Uh, Then down to Fort Massac, 38 miles above the junction with the Mississippi. Uh, There his dad was in charge too, so as you said, nepotism. But uh, there was one story where uh, Young Pike saved his father from drowning by pulling him by the hair to shore. It's like, why do you have to pull me by the hair, you asshole? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally, grab me anywhere else. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I want to be pulled in by the dick either. But Wait, what hair? <laughs> hair yeah. on his head, right? Okay, good. <laughs> That's a good good grabbing spot, if you ask Donald Trump, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so 1799, uh, Zeb Jr. becomes a second lieutenant, and he was briefly coma- uh, commander at Fort Kaskia. Kas- Hopefully I'm saying that right. I doubt it. I don't have any of this information, so I can't confirm or deny it. Mm-hmm. That was in 1803. Uh, May 1797, Pike Sr. was stationed at Fort Pickering near Memphis. There he suffers an injury or illness that caused long physical decline. An injuredness. Uh, yep. So he was on the injured list. So he was forced to quit the army and farm near Cincinnati. Oh. Farming is so much less physically demanding than army. Mm-hmm. And so much more exciting. Mm-hmm. But uh, Zeb Jr. had taught himself French and mathematics by the time he became a lieutenant. Uh, he would later learn Spanish, although not very well, <laughs> as you'll find out. 
1801, Zeb and Clara Brown get married, despite objections by her father, uh, because he was a wealthy guy and Zeb was at the bottom of the promotion lists. Uh, I didn't froze. I was just <laughs> making sure that you didn't freeze. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I was just looking up, uh, trying to find one-star reviews of Valley Forge after you said that. The, the, <laughs> the, the smallest amount of stars I found, there were two people that had two stars, and they fucking went on this super long tirade. Oh, very, it's all very just trees and signs and shit. <laughs> no dead bodies. No frozen yeah. corpses. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> two stars. Didn't have anybody crossing a boat or anything. <laughs> do they? Yeah. Do they do like reenactments there? What happens at Valley Forge nowadays? I'm sure they do. They reenact everything. They got cabins like the shitty blockhouse cabins. It looks like. I don't. Know, I don't have time for this. Let's go. Continue. Uh, yeah, but at Kaskaskia, he was uh, assumed command of the post there. Um. That was the same town Lewis and Clark came to uh, get a bunch of guys from back in 1803. Um, Tommy Jeff had just purchased the Louisiana Purchase. I guess that's what you do. So Lewis and Clark gathered 12 men for there. Uh, After departing, Lewis writes to Pike that Jefferson planned to dispatch other expeditions uh, to explore the rest of the Louisiana Purchase. So they're already talking about that. Of course, Lewis has no jurisdiction over planning anything. Uh, but Lewis asked if he wanted to lead one someday, and of course, uh, Zeb was down for it. Uh, spring 1805, General James Wilkinson, who we'll be talking about a bunch, ordered Pike to explore the upper Mississippi, uh, even though the British Northwest Company had traded a fur trading posts there. Uh, James Wilkinson was the ranking general in the U.S. Army, and kind of Pike's friend and benefactor. So he was always kissing up to him. He's also kind of a naughty guy. Mm-hmm. Naughty or uh, nutty? Naughty. Naughty. Ooh. We'll find out about that. Ooh. Some real conspiracy theories going on here. So 1801 style or 1810 style. Sorry. Mm. Uh, he was also appointed governor of the upper Louisiana territory. So he wanted the Platten, Arkansas rivers explored. Uh, that was kind of the some of the last untapped beaver trapping places there in the west, even though it's already getting filled up by that time. Uh, also going west with Wilkinson, or not with him, but also at the same time is Aaron Burr, yeah. who just shot Alexander Hamilton. Damn it! Yeah, and just like in that escaping. Got Milk commercial. Hello. Hello for ten thousand dollars. Who shot? Aaron Excuse me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, also that major motherfucking record-breaking Broadway play, you know. Spider-Man? It looked like it was supposed to be an acrobatic stunt or something, but the person that was playing Spider-Man fell down, like, through the stage floor. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Not fucking <Into> this. <laughs> Uh, he was escaping prosecution. Uh, Wilkinson and Burr were kind of in cahoots. They were thinking of either selling out to the Brits or the Spanish. Uh, both kind of further their own ambitions there. And we'll find out a little more about that later. But uh, Pike would receive his orders July 10th, and he leaves August 9th. 
which if you know, uh, kind of means that the rivers are kind of low. So good luck with that. And winter's not that far away either. Yeah, you have like a month and then you're going to be frozen, basically. Uh, Wilkinson was late even just getting to St. Louis. They had a 70-foot keel boat, one sergeant, two corporals, 17 pir- uh, privates, not pirates. I, when I read it, I, I read pirates too at first. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? But what yeah, kind of boat do you say? A keel boat? Keel boat. We've talked about that before. It's the same thing like uh, Lewis and Clark use. Oh, okay. That thing where, that they made the salad bar out of at that restaurant. Yeah. Yes. They also took four months of provisions. Of course, they'll run out of that in less than that. Uh, As they advanced, Pike would usually walk on shore and just kind of take notes. Because that's what you can do if you're in charge, I guess. Uh, August 13th, they run aground on sandbars. I'm sure this happens more than one or two times. Uh, But they weren't alone on the upper Mississippi there. There There's plenty of travelers up and down to St. Louis and plenty of Indians on the river, too. On the 1st of September, two men and two dogs were late to the boat, so they were left behind. Uh, Zeb hoped that they would catch up. Uh, They were gone six days without any food. Fuck. (laughs) Except for the dogs. So Zeb's kind of asking questions about, you know, what kind of minerals he got here and shit. And also picking out potential fort sites. Uh, He picked one at Prairie du Chin. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong. In Wisconsin there. But he picked a site at top of a hill. Uh, it was never made, but it lent his name to it. And that is the original Pikes Peak in Iowa. Hey, no fair. You don't get to get two Pikes Peaks. Wait, Iowa you has do. a peak? Not really. They have one top they of a hill. Peak. <laughs> on September 21st, Pike camped on an island in the middle of the Mississippi. Uh, that is Pike's Island now today at the Twin Cities. Well, the little guy, he was kind of funny looking. In what way? I don't know, just funny looking. Can you be any more specific? I couldn't really say. He wasn't circumcised. Was he funny looking apart from that? Yeah. So, you were having sex with a little fella then? Uh, there he tries to broker peace between the Chippewa and uh, the Sioux. Of course, I'm sure he just says, okay, guys, shake hands. And they just walk away just laughing at him. Forget your hundreds of years of cultural, uh, you know, animosity. Because I said so. One white guy with 20 other white guys. (laughs) Right. Uh, To this point, up to the Twin Cities, been well-known territory. And people helped them and fed them. A uh, merchant in Prairie Duchenne uh, traded them two boats to navigate the river, so now they got smaller boats. But as the temperature dropped, the water level fell. Uh, October 16th, Pike and his men reached the forest, the Minnesota. Uh, there at the Little Falls, of the Falls of St. Anthony, there was two inches of snow, which was not encouraging, uh, especially since the men were spending much of the time in the water dragging the boats. Uh, four men had been rendered useless by the hardships, Rendered useless. Yep. Not yeah, they killed. cooked. They cooked them in a in a vat, and then you know, skimmed all the fat off the top. That's how you extract the useless juice. <laughs> <laughs> then they scrapped all uh, the minerals. Yeah. I would be short on minerals, but big on useless. There you go. Yep. Uh, Sergeant Henry Kennerman was vomiting blood. 
and Whoa. Corporal Brad Bradley was pissing blood. That's not useless. That's just <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> so Pike relents and makes a winter camp there and leaves some of the men behind, the one they're puking and shitting blood. Well, you know, it's puking blood. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> So at the Little Falls there, they spend three weeks building a small cabin and fixing boats and building new ones. Uh, it was Pike's original orders to be back by winter. Of course, that wasn't going to happen because they're already getting snowed in now. Uh, they build the boats, but they weren't big enough to hold all their stuff, and then they sink right away. <laughs> so they had to dry out the powder, and Pike nearly blew up a tent with a couple men in it. Jesus trying to dry out the powder. Which is kind of ironic because, um, well, well, we'll cross the bridge when we get to it, how Pike himself, uh, you know, ceases met, to be. Met his demise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is he like a Jack Parsons type of dude? He ends up being. Yeah. So hunting was just as perilous. Uh, they hit a deer between the eyes, and it keels over. So he goes up to, uh, you know, skin the deer, steps on the horns, but the deer gets up and runs away. Ooh, uh, the not fuck was he using like a red, red rider BB gun? Probably. <laughs> they follow it, hoping it would collapse. But they were the runs who run out of energy die, die, and gave die, up. Die. <laughs> uh, so the river starts to get icy, and they think they can walk on it, but they fall in. Ooh. Uh, and then in the meantime, when he's building the boats, it freezes over. So now he can build a sled which is much easier to tow. And so they're just walking on the ice with pulling a sled now. Sounds like their original boats were kind of just sleds anyway, if they're sinking right. and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, so. And then on the banks of Lake Wobegon, they heard a snarling in the brush and were attacked by a garrison keeler. <laughs> it was so cold that the bullets became smaller caliber. And so they wouldn't fire. They, 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 they fired the gun, and the bullet just dropped out of the end of, of the barrel. There was one old deer. He was a 10-point buck, and he just laughed, and he laughed. He was wheezing and bent all over. Died of a heart attack, and uh, they strung him up. You can look this up. It was in the, it was in the Lake Wobegon Herald Star. It was a, it was a beautiful... Beautiful. Speaking of being uh, <laughs> yeah. creeped out, who knew that he would mm-hmm. be a creep? Also, at the time, another uh, tense, uh, tent uh, catches on fire of pikes. Uh, he loses some moccasins, but at least he didn't blow himself up this time. But he did have <laughs> three canisters of powder inside the tent. <laughs> uh, but Pike does meet a few trappers along the way here and there. He stops at an Englishman cabin named James Grant of the Northwest Company. There he had some roasted beaver and some boiled moose head. Mm. I don't know if you really need to know that fact, but it's there. (laughs) Oh, we sure did. So the Brits are there. They're already established, and they're nice and comfortable, but these guys are having the time of their lives almost dying. Uh, January 20th, the Americans head for Leech Lake near the headwaters of the Mississippi, which they thought was the headwaters. Actually, they still argue about what's actually the headwaters today, so it's not a totally 
he wasn't totally worthless. He did bumble his way into a few things. But they do come to the Northwest Company's posts, and, and there is Hugh McGillis. Uh, they arrive with frozen noses, ears, and chins, but they were happy to be warm and indoors. So this guy takes them in. Until that shit all thaws out and starts falling off. I, I, I just imagine him with a fucking Easter basket filled with like frozen noses, ears, and chins. Ears and like, chins. Hey, man, how much can I get for this? It sounds like a jingle. It's like frozen, frozen noses, ears, and chins. Ears and chins. Ears and chins. Frozen noses, ears, and chins. New from Swanson's Frozen Food. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, look forward in your freezer section next to yeah. the fucking Shoshone baby hands. Yeah. Undescended testicles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like mention anything he, about the pussy hat. Yeah, I, I googled Leech or Google Maps Leech Lake just because I want to get a feel for the size of it. I mean, pretty good sized lake, just you know, not compared to the Great Lakes, which are very close by. But the thing that pops up on Google Maps is what appears to be, to me, appears to be delicious, delicious. Um, looks like they're eating fried chicken with a side of prime rib. What? And there's a definitely prime rib. With, it, that's what it looks like. Either that, or they breaded some prime rib. But it looks like a whole ass wing. And then there's like a knife with gravy on it. I want to find out what this is because I need to eat it. Um, Wait, did you say this was on a map, or this is just a website that came it's, up? It's no, it's on the Google Maps. You know, when by the search bar, there's usually a picture that somebody's posted it of the oh, area. Oh, sure, yeah. And that's what's there. It's not labeled. What the fuck is this? I don't know. I don't care, but I yeah, that's what it is. It must be a buffet, so it's like fried chicken and prime rib, baby. Smothered in, in fucking northern Minnesota. Smothered in gravy. Oh yeah. <laughs> this Beautiful. has been Bo's erotic food section. Yep. <laughs> hey, if I can't get horny over some kind of food once an episode, it's just not a show. Don't go anywhere. How the West was fucked will be right back. Hi, this is Snake Bliskin for Snake Bliskin's Kickin' Stack Oil Elixir and Pink Remover. You know, when I'm busy escaping New York and I need my constitution revitalized, I take me some of my Kickin' Snake Oil. It combines several of the world's deadliest vipers and some of Columbia's finest cocaine, added with a splash of my secret mix of herbs and spices and laudanum. And voila, it's Snake Bliskin's Kickin' Snake Oil. Heck, it even prevents nitro bombs from going off in your heart if you don't rescue the president. Try Snake Plissken's Kickin' Snake Oil Elixir today. It'll help you escape. So, after a few days of eating this guy's food, uh, Pike writes him a letter accusing McGillis of dodging United States Customs and operating without trade licenses. Also, Pike was worried about a war between the English and the United States. Why would he ever reason. worry about that? Hmm, yeah. Hmm. Uh, the, he was worried that the Brits would use their fur trading posts as military forts, which they probably did anyway, and use their Indian friends as uh, against the United States Army, which they probably did anyway. Uh, a few days later, Pike's men shoot down the British flag. I don't know how you shoot down a flag, but very, very carefully, I guess. Well, I guess technically they're usually just held on by the little, you know, the corners. 
I guess. Ah, so maybe get, not. Like, just got to sharpshoot like the two corners off, or you or get like just, the bat, the Batman grappling gun, and like fire it through there, and then fucking pull it down. Or you just have everybody shoot at it until it ceases to be. <laughs> sure, yeah. Fill it full of holes until it's nothing but holes. Like flag's pretty easy to hit. I imagine even for these guys. Uh, Pike invite the Chippewa to come into the fort and make peace with the Sioux again. And exchange their British medals for American ones, because that's important. Mm-hmm. Medals? Uh, medals? You know how to give those peace medals? Okay, that's what I thought. Before they shoot them. Take these. Read the fine print. means we now own all your land and all your shit. Um, they accept the medals, but they wouldn't accept his invitation to go back to St. Louis with them. Uh, McGillis was cooperative, but kind of disingenuous there. He just kind of nods along with Pike, because he thinks he's probably crazy as shit. But there'd be no way in hell that he'd actually carry them out. Uh, Pike was there a total of two weeks. Um, while McGillis humored Pike, Pike overstepped his orders big time. Staying late, and he wasn't supposed to harass British traders. Of course he did. I thought he was uh, supposed to. I thought that was part of the job, was like either tell him to pay taxes or go back to fucking Canada. Oh, yeah. No? Well, I guess not. Okay. Uh, definitely when he he's uh, on the next trip, he's supposed to not avoid the Spanish at any cost. Yeah. And well, no he shit. doesn't do that. <laughs> no. The homeward journey was kind of uneventful. When they get back to the Little Falls, where they left some of their lame guys, they had broken into the liquor stash. Yeah. And Sweet. they broke into uh, Pike's private trunk. And Found some of his stores. items were sold. I don't Some know what kind of items. items. Yeah, I know what his items were. I'm not going to tell you, though. <laughs> I wonder what a pocket pussy was made out back then. Beaver. Everything was made out of beaver. <laughs> Slaughtered. I'm going to go slaughter some beeves. I'll be back in a half an hour. What's this silverware made out of beaver? What's this pocket pussy made of beaver? You know, what are these gummy bears, beaver? Weed whacker. Beaver. Beaver. Anyway, those guys eat all their food. Uh, Pike has to stay there a month waiting for the snow to thaw or the ice in the river. Uh, so April 6th, they left. Uh, overall, it was kind of a limited success. 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 <laughs> Sussex. Sussex. <laughs> I had one beer so far. You uh, need two more. He didn't find the exact headquar- uh, headwaters, but he was close, though. Uh, the peace he brokered with the Chippewa and Sioux didn't last at all. No, get out of here. And he didn't bring any chiefs back with him. Uh, and he did not establish an American presence in the neighborhood. But at least he didn't die. So, hooray for him. Well, that's job security. That's how they're going to send him back again, right? To do it again? Oh, yeah, like three days after he gets back. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Pike was gone eight months. Gets back April 30th. And when he gets back, he learns that another trip was planned for him. This one a little harder. Mm. Your training mission is over. Time for a boss fight. So kind of the rumor in St. Louis already that Pike was making this trip to the southwest part of the Louisiana Purchase to spy on the Spaniards. But they didn't know for who exactly, whether it was the president, Thomas Jefferson, the general Wilkinson, or Aaron Burr. Right. Because in August 1805, Burr was outed in a Philadelphia paper that he planned to raise an army 
and carve out a new nation out of the western states. Um, with hearing this, Spain kind of was massing troops along its borders to, and also to kind of contest the Louisiana Purchase. What what uh, it, what position was Burr in the in the government at this time? He had been the vice president. Oh, okay. Yep. He had been. Yep. He's a real but, piece of shit. Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard. Yeah. And plus, you know, Spain just lost the Louisiana Purchase with war with France over in Europe. Which is hilarious because, like, okay, so, like, France, you know, Napoleon's going and trying to kick ass all over the place. But then they have, uh, what's his name? Um, Was it, uh, I think it's in, was it Haiti? Like, the the slave rebellion where uh, Stuyvesant or something like the, basically where they kicked Whitey the fuck out of there. Yeah. And uh, so uh, Napoleon sent, like, two big-ass armies there, and they all died of, like, yellow fever and not being able to fight in the islands. So then Napoleon's basically out of, like, enough army dudes, so he just, like, sells Louisiana Purchase to buy more shit to conquer more shit in Europe. Fucking beautiful. Yeah. Excellent. Great, great stuff. <laughs> Surely are the master race. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In outer space. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Play that whole song right now. Yeah. One, two, three, four! Also, uh, his uh, thing was to make friends with the Pawnee, kind of to help him have a buffer against the Spaniards. Uh, Pike's first task was to return two Pawnees, five Osages, and one Oto back to their homes. They were a delegation sent to talk to Tommy Jeff there in Washington, D.C. It's nice that they give him an escort back. Mm Mm-hmm. This is one, you know, some things we actually did halfway nicely. (laughs) I'm sure it was all an accident, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, They returned 51 Osages that were taken by Potawatomis. And the government... Potawatomis. Oh, yeah, there's A in there. Uh, The government had ransomed them... Uh, so in addition to the Indian dipl- diplomacy, Wilkinson asked Pike to firm up their understanding of what, what they had in the West, which is a big lot of desert, <laughs> <laughs> which they called a desert for a great, great while. Uh, explore the rivers and wanted to find military routes to Santa Fe, even though they weren't planning a war against the Spanish, or were they? I don't know. 
Uh, Pike was ordered to ascend the Arkansas River to its headwaters, then returned via the Red River. Uh, of course, we'll find out that the Arkansas has its headwaters in the Rockies, and the Red River does not. So that made it a little complicated there. <laughs> so when Pike left St. Louis on July 15th, 1806, um, Americans didn't know how wide the plains were or how big the mountains were beyond them. And that there weren't uh, mastodons and wildebeests and fucking mm-hmm. Sam's clanches and <laughs> cyclopses and everything. Yeah. As before, he was leaving too late in the year. Uh, this trip had two lieutenants, a doctor, two corporals, 16 privates, an interpreter, uh, Ketterman, the guy who broke into his uh, liquor stash, Good. Uh, was going along again, too. Uh, but he was busted down to private. Uh, he complained of illness after four days and asked to depart from the boat, and then he never returns. <laughs> Good. Sounds like a great guy. Uh, along with them goes Wilkinson's son, Lieutenant James Wilkinson. And along them, too, is a civilian doctor that you'll have to remember. His name is John Hamilton Robinson. He was friends with General Wilkinson. Uh, If you believe the conspiracy theories, he might have been the one going along to carry out some shady shit. And he didn't want Pike to know, or Pike was oblivious, or they were both friends. We still don't know. But uh, we'll get into that later. Okay. So they took a pair of flat-bottom boats up the Missouri to the Osage River. Then Pike follows along the shore, scouting, hunting, etc. Lieutenant Wilkinson took the Indians on, a, on foot in a more direct route along the river. Uh, the Osage River was low, and eventually on August 18th, trees and debris blocked the river, so now they have to walk totally, both of them. But they were close to the Osage villages, and they sent for some horses to carry all the gear. The Osages were not sparing a lot of horses. And Pike tried to use his bluster of the power of the United States, but that with didn't 12, work very well. With 12 fucking guys. <laughs> Again, he kind of gets humored, and they kind of help him out eventually. It's like, okay, you and your 12 guys are going to conquer all of us. Sure. But now weirdo. after they drop off those guys, they have to walk north over prairie and no rivers, which has got to be fun during September. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the Osages left him. Uh, and um, But their guides took them on a detour so they would skirt the hunting grounds of the Kaws, the Kaw Indians, whom they didn't like. That was costing them more time. And leaving the river, they had a hard time finding water in the September heat. But they finally reached the Pawnee Village September 25th, uh, which is a perfect time to start heading for the mountains. Oh, yes. Um, Pike finds out that... The, mm-hmm. Pike finds out that the Spanish were there looking to arrest American explorers. Mm-hmm. They're just Pike there looking thought, to arrest American explorers? Like well, hoping they'd mm-hmm. run into them? They, okay. uh, the Spanish had heard that um, that Pike was coming. Like oh, Will okay. said, they were kind of building up. I think it was, what, like 300-some-odd cavalry were kind of out, like, traipsing around, kind of looking for Pike to intercept him anyway. Actually, they're looking for Lewis and Clark. Well, That's they, how far behind the... Times they were. Yeah, they needed to look further. Yep. Way, and way further. Two years before. Yeah. yeah. 
But uh, when uh, when Pike got to this particular village, they had a they had a Spanish flag up and flying. And he's like, "Oh no, you, you know, you should take that down and give it to me, and I'll give you an American flag, so you guys can be like Americans." And they're looking at like. These twelve dudes. <laughs> That's some fucking balls, dude. They had just been visited by three hundred dudes, Holy like pretty shit. much conquistador dudes, you know, because yeah. it's about. And like, they're like, "You can go fuck yourself if you think we're taking down the three hundred dudes' flag and throwing up your shit." Oh, if they I come see. Back, we're fucking done, you know. They, the Spanish flag was up at, uh, at the native camp. Yeah. yeah well, oh, okay. Yeah. I thought they'd like and run so, into the Spaniards. And, Spaniards no, and were but, like, "Take that flag down, be Americans." No, but, no, but still, Pike's like, you know, you should take down that Spanish piece of shit and put up our good flag so you can... He, he literally said some shit like, you know, no nation can have two fathers, and so you should come with your American father and ditch your Spanish father. Oh, yeah, and they're you like, know, mm, you 12 dickheads like, are going to save us from the 300 fucking yeah. conquistadors over here? Well, you also got to remember the Spanish had been around for a long time, and I'm oh, sure yeah. everybody knew their exploits of cutting off hands and noses and dicks mm-hmm. and every other fucking thing, so... <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, we'll we'll get right on that shit, you fucking idiot. I'm not doing that. But eventually, um, they pretty much worked out a thing where um, some of the, I think it was the Ojibwe with them, like, kind of talked him into, like, taking down the Spanish flag and putting up the other one. And they were afraid he was going to, like, burn the Spanish one. And he's like, no, no, you can have it. So if you see the Spanish coming, you can put up their put flag. Put it back up. I know, I'm not going to put you in that dire straits. And then there was much <laughs> rejoicing. Wow. Because before that, I was like, you are fucking us over, sir. Yeah. You know, like. Holy shit. Yeah. Anyway, they smooth it out and they have a dinner. And, of course, they give them some gifts to to help out the situation there. Uh, Pike asks for some horsies and some interpreters to join him on seeing the Comanche. Oh, good. Yeah, let's go Uh, visit the Comanche. They love visitors. The Pawnee chief warned against this. But, of course, uh, in the end, Pike got his way. It's like, oh, yeah, if you really want to go, you go. Yeah, there's also this tribe up north called the Blackfeet. You'll love them. They're really, you know, (laughs) hospitality-based. So from the Pawnee Village, though, instead of uh, crossing the plains and looking for the Arkansas and the Comanches himself, he chooses to follow the Spaniards Trail that were just there. This is a route well known to guides and native peoples, but Pike was oblivious to. Uh, he was following the people who were following him, or at least trying to find him, but at least he knew that he'd find forage and water along the way. I mean, what's uh, his fucking plan? What's his plan for when he runs into these fucking Spanish dudes? Well, you just gotta, you gotta keep, you know, it's like a, a police tale, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's oh, easier it's... to follow a trail of, like, 300 horses of, like, trampled earth and, like, fucking horse poop mm-hmm. than it is just like, la-di-da, we're gonna go off. I don't know what I'm doing. It's either that or starve or die of thirst, yeah, one or the other. Right. <clears throat> so Pike and company reached the Arkansas River mid-October. Uh, they paused for 10 days and built two small canoes, one from a cottonwood, one from buffalo hides. Uh, the party de- prepared to divide. October 28th, Lieutenant Wilkinson and five soldiers and two Osages took off down the river back to the United States. They kind of carried whatever maps and reports that they had ready. Uh, so 15 others and Pike would make their way up the Arkansas to its headquarters. Not headquarters. I don't know why I keep wanting to say that. The headquarters of the river. 
As November came, the first snow fell and forage was getting scarce. So a few horses gave out. Then they see signs of Indian war parties. Like what? Like tagging? Mm hmm. Then they see the Indians. Uh, so the Pike gets off his horse to greet them. Then an Indian steals his horse. How are you doing? Hey, what the fuck? But in the chaos, they kind of settle down because these are Pawnees who they're still kind of friendly with. They return their horsies. Um, they found out they were looking for Comanche too. That's why they're out in the warpath. But they seem kind of undecided whether Pike was a friend or, or not. So they kind of dodge another bullet there. They offer him gifts of tobacco, knives, and flints. The Pawnee wanted ammo, corn, and blankets. Uh, ammo, of course, corn, Pike, and blankets? Corn. Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> they call it maize. Uh, so they kind of have a party there. Everybody smoked and drank, and then Pike got up to leave. As the Americans were packing up their horses, the Pawnee threw away their presents in disgust. <laughs> then they surrounded their Americans. Uh, Pike managed to mount his horse and yell that he would kill the next man who touched him. Oh. So the Pawnee kind of withdraw. And then the Americans booked it out of there. Wait, so they partied, and the they gave each other presents, right? Yeah. And then the Americans threw the presents down in disgust? No, the, no, the Pawnee, Pawnee did. did. Oh, the Pawnee did, okay. They were like, they didn't oh, get yeah. what they wanted in their porn. Oh, I see. They're like, we want yeah. we want porn and blankets. We don't and then, want your shitty knives and tobacco, you assholes. We want yeah. corn, blankets, and bullets. Okay, so they didn't get what they asked for, so then they just said, fuck off and... Sounds kind of petulant. Mm-hmm. No, don't like it. Not gonna take it. No. I want a hamburger. No, a cheeseburger. I want a hot dog. I want a milkshake. I want potatoes. You'll chips. get nothing and I can. So after that, for the next three months, they would not see another human, be it American, Indian, or Spaniard. For three months? For three months. Jesus. Uh, Pike obviously didn't find the Comanches, but he found something else. November 15th, he spied with his spyglass a distant mountain. He found Jesus? Mm-hmm. He saw a mountain that he said looked like a small blue cloud. Mm-hmm. And he thought it was just really close, so let's head for that. But it's still 100 miles ahead, because Pike's Peak does that. It would be more than two months before they were out of the mountains again. Along that time, he made plenty of mistakes, he attempts to climb the summit without any food of Pike's Peak, or blankets or socks. Uh, he leads men wearing summer uniforms in the first of the winter blizzards. Well, also that idiot trotted up there, like when they first set out for it, he told everybody they'd be back by dinner time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, this guy's never seen the rock. He had no concept of how much bigger the Rockies are than any of the mountains in the east, you know? Right. So... Still, I, I just don't see being that fucking stupid. Like, but yeah, ne- pretty stupid. Yeah, next two months he also leaves frostbitten men in the snow. Oh, good. He also contemplates about killing himself because of the cold weather, fucking with your brain. Yeah, dude. Well, and and uh, Pike's Peak. It looks like I'm, I'm reading right now is uh, ele- elevation is fourteen thousand one hundred and fifteen feet. Yeah, he's like the furthest east of all the 14ers there. Well, we'll be we'll be back by dinner time. Yeah. 
this is short jaunt. I guess I could, I'm looking at some of these pictures from, like, probably, you know, at least 40 miles away. And I guess, like, some of it, you might be confused that it is closer to you than it actually is. Maybe. But still, I mean, there's no way I'm looking at that thing. It's like, oh, yeah, that's five hours tops. We'll be up and down that thing. <laughs> Not Two weeks later, you're still climbing it? Yeah. Basically, Weird. that's what happens. Five well, hours later, you're dead. In his defense, he is from a like you know a different planet, so I think he mm -hmm. just isn't used to looking at you know mountains on Earth. Well, they have less uh, gravity on his planet, so you can sure. just kind of mm -hmm. like sprint up, you know, sprint, you yeah. do John Carter style leaping, and you know, yeah. So back in America, General Wilkinson decides to double cross Aaron Burr if they were in cahoots in the first place. Uh, he turns over his plan to Tommy Jeff there. Uh, Wilkinson also goes down to Louisiana to confront the Spanish, who are kind of building up an army there. By himself, uh, or I'm assuming he took an army with him? Probably took an army with him. be funnier but, if it's like, hey, you Spanish devils. The fuck? <laughs> you know. If you want this land, you have to get through me. <laughs> yeah. It's got to spit on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> then they ice him. I'm going to draw a line in the sand. <laughs> Fucking... 4,000 Spanish soldiers level their muskets. <laughs> but uh, politicians broker peace between the two. Uh, the plan was that Burr planned to attack Mexico and carve out a country for himself. So uh, Wilkinson lets the Spanish know this and asks for a reward for the info. I've been a good boy. Do I get a present? <laughs> <laughs> so who knows if that really happened or... Um, or if Burr actually planned to do that or just planned on the Louisiana Purchase States or whatever. Burr was a piece of shit, so, like, I wouldn't put it past him. Yep. Uh, November 17th, uh, Zeb reaches Pike's Peak. He tried to climb it, but appeared to gain no ground. So he decides the rest of the horses. Uh, the hunters kill 17 bison then, giving them 900 pounds of meat, which sounds like a lot. That's but like, what, would, two bison? <laughs> uh, but it only gave him like a month's worth of, of food. So reprovisioned Pike was again going to climb the peak. Uh, right about then, they're at the future site of Pueblo, Colorado. So that's still 45 miles away, but it looked a lot closer. From the top of the peak, he was hoping to see the headwaters of Arkansas from the top. So he takes three others with him, including the doctor. At 6,600 feet, they cache their goods, hoping to reach the top that day, even though they're not even halfway up. Uh, but of course they didn't, and then they had to spend one cold night in a cave, which you could probably still see because there's only so many caves up on that side of the mountain, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, they got to the top of Mount Rosa, which was 11,500 feet. Uh, they saw that Pike's Peak was still some 15 miles away. <laughs> they haven't had food for 30-some hours Jesus. with no blankets or socks. So they go back. <laughs> so that's as far as oh, Pike's Peak that he gets. Yeah, oh, really? Insane. He doesn't actually Not... make it to the peak? Fuck no. Nope. <laughs> well, plus it's getting to be almost December. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, yeah. so, it's funny I that just... he's, still got, he's still got it named after him, though. Yeah, well, Mount Rainier's named after a guy that never even saw the fucking mountain, so... Oh, that's true. Yeah, you know. I forgot about that. Also, uh, I did, uh, when you were speculating, I, I just was 
remembered something. Uh, going back a little bit to like, you know, was Wilkinson a piece of shit too? Like, there's actually they found records uh, in the Spanish uh, archives of payouts that the Spaniards were paying to Wilkinson, so he was a Spanish noble agent. So, oh shit! Yeah. Secret agent man. Mm-hmm. December fourth, they reached Canyon City. Uh, there they had to decide which river to follow because uh, all the of them were about the, the same the size. And also they lose the Spanish trail. Uh, on the 9th, he locates what he thinks was the Spanish camp. So now he's finding the trail and losing the trail. And now he's going north into the mountains, even though his suggested goal was to find the Red River, which is always south or southwest of where they are. But he heads north. So the men are kind of wondering what, why he's doing this. Let's go to the Snake River or mm-hmm. the Platte or something. So he keeps losing and finding the trail. Uh, maybe it was an Indian trail. Uh, but he finds a frozen river heading northeast. He correctly guessed this to be the south river of the f- south fork of the Platte. So he gets one, one thing right. Yay! Uh, they follow it for a few days, but then they lose the trail. Uh, this is as far as north as they would get, which is now near Fair Play, Colorado, in South Park. So they're in that big basin there in South Park. So they climb out uh, over the Mosquito Range and peer down a stream that they hope was the Red River. Uh, now it had been a month since they killed a buffalo, so they're running out of food. And this is real high country, so no game was found in the winter. Pike went up to find the headwaters of the stream and ended up in Kurt Day Leadville. Then they reached the Royal Gorge again, because that's only about 30 foot wide and about 1,000 feet down in some spots. Yeah, it's impressive as shit, like uh, that uh, the bridge. When you look down and like there's white rider rafts going by and it's just like super, super miniature. Yeah, and then you're supposed to, like, lean up against the rail of that fucking bridge and get your picture taken, and it's about, um, let's call it point of uh, cantilever. You know, it's like, basically, I'm, I'm just tall enough where I'm a little tall, where if you're leaning against the rail wrong, you'd just go ass over a tea kettle and fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darren's mom was like, back up to the rail, back up, y'all get a good picture. It was one of the scariest things I've <laughs> ever done. And there's, like, cars driving past you while you're on this shit. Mm. Yeah, they're running out of food. They have to shoot some horses, but for some dumb reason, they didn't eat them. Uh, Pike also <laughs> finds out that his gun wouldn't shoot straight because it got <laughs> bent in a fall. Uh, then they find out the stream that they're following uh, was still the Arkansas River. They're on the same river as before, and not the Red River. So that's a month in the mountains being lost, cold, and hungry. But as a consolation, Pike was not the only one, you know, not to find the headwaters of the Red, which wasn't found until the 1850s, which is in the panhandle of Texas there. Nowhere near the mountains. So now, January 9th, Pike doesn't know where to go. Uh, At least they found some food. And there he decides to cross over to the Sangre de Cristo Mountains. Sangre de Cristo. Blood of Christ. Blood of Christ. That's where Darren lives. Yeah, mm-hmm. give him a hand. Well, he lives on the one side of it, and then Walter White lives on the other side. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so he kind of abandoned, it's an abandoned idea, but now he's up for it. Uh, all these peaks are 14ers too, 14,000 feet. One hour from sunset, they had to find a camping spot, so they kind of keep going. Uh, Pike misjudges the distance again. Then they have to walk four hours, hours in the dark. Then they had to cross unfrozen Grape Creek. Uh, they had marched 28 miles that day, and it was 10 degrees below zero before they could get fires going. God damn. Also, they put their frostbit toes next to the fire. Which you never fucking <laughs> do. <laughs> so their feet swell and blistered. Oh, dude. And now they couldn't put their shoes back on. Oh, dude. <laughs> and then they kind of ache when they become gangrenous. They they kind of ache when they become gangrenous. Did you honestly <laughs> just say that? <laughs> yep. I kind of was a little sore after they fucking drew and quartered me. Yeah. <laughs> so most of the guys are unable to walk. Uh, they hadn't eaten in three days. Uh, they were suffering from hypothermia, which kind of affects your brain with confusion and apathy. Uh, the, the next day, Pike and Doc Robinson crawl through the snow. They shoot at eight buffalo. They hit a few, but were too weak to actually give them chase as they ran oh. away. God damn. I got I to gotta find out what kind of guns they had on this. They're shooting deer in the head. And they get back up, and, like, they're trying to shoot fucking buffalo that are just like, nah. Uh, but they do uh, find another buffalo and drop it with four shots. So they return to camp with some food. So the men are happy to see them, at least. Uh, with three days rest, most of the men could move except for two. Uh, their toes are probably blackened by now. Uh, some used canes. But instead of going back... The way they came, uh, he still wanted to cross the Sangre de Cristos. Uh, that was the direction towards Santa Fe, which he was told to avoid any Spanish people, especially the government. So at this point, who knew if he had secret orders to go to Santa Fe or not, or he could have just been lost in the mountains. He was lost in the fucking mountains. He's lost. That's it sounds like he's been kind of record. fucking Mr. Magoon his ass through this whole thing. <laughs> yep. Uh, so the two left behind, uh, would f you, they would come back for him. Uh, they leave all the food with them. They only bring enough food for one day. Uh, that afternoon, they stopped to hunt but found nothing. Uh, for the next week, they lumber through the snow. Uh, January 23rd, just imagine being at 14,000 feet in January in Colorado. <laughs> Fuck that. Uh, it snowed so hard they couldn't see more than 10 yards in front of them. The 24th in the afternoon, they killed a buffalo and were saved again. The morning of the 27th, they made one final more push over the Sangre de Cristos and saw streams flowing west, which is a good uh, indication. They saw a huge valley and huge-ass sand dunes. Big-ass sand dunes. Oh, that's the ones up north of uh, Alamosa? Yep. Okay. So now they're in the San Luis Valley. Uh, Pike thought the river was the Red River again. <laughs> of course, it was the Rio Grande. Um, if, you, if he keeps calling every river the Red River, he'll eventually, eventually be right. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the best part is there's like several red rivers. Sure. There's the yeah. one in Texas. So there's the one up in uh, Minnesota, North Dakota border. Yeah. And he, yeah, he was probably so, closer to the Red River, the other Red River, than he's been to this one. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. How the West was fucked. I'll be right back. Are you lonely since your wife was captured by Apache Raiders? Well, she was probably gang raped and scalped and killed, so it's time to move on. Log into SettlersOnly.com, the Wild West most premierest dating site. There's plenty of eligible mates out there since the smokebox killed half our wagon train. You don't have to duff and call around at SettlersOnly.com. So he built some shelter there in the valley, and then he sent some parties back to retrieve the men. So there they fell some large cottonwoods two feet in diameter and piled one on top of each other until it was 12 foot high. Just imagine doing this all by hand. I guess they had some... You can have ropes, but what are you going to attach them to? Um, So it was 36 foot square, uh, and had bastions at the corners. They put in a moat and a plank to cross it. Then they raised the American flag, and of course, they're on Spanish soil. Oh, shit. <laughs> so they built a fort on somebody else's treehouse land, and yeah, they're fucked. Mm-hmm. So at this point, the story takes a turn because the doctor, Doc Robinson, suddenly announces he was heading for Santa Fe. He was going there, this is a real flimsy excuse, to collect on a debt for a man from a man from Cascaia. Uh, Cascaskia. What? Cascaskia. What? <laughs> what the fuck is that? Uh, that's the, I think it used to actually be the capital of Illinois, but it's actually on like the other side of the river of the Mississippi. But it, it's been there since like 1703, so. Oh, how, yeah. How the fuck Cas- do you spell Cas- that? K A S K A S K K I A. I almost I said K I A. That's Our three listeners in Illinois are just yelling at their <laughs> yep. iPhones. It's Kaska Skia. So wow, that's a real he goes there place. to collect on a debt. Uh, Pike later confirms in story that there was a person matching that description, and Pike knew him too, which doesn't mean shit. But even in his journal, Pike wrote that the story was kind of spurious, which is one of my favorite words. That's a great word. Spurious sticking cream. (laughs) (laughs) Helmet Ranky is indisputably the granddaddy of all non-spurious sticking creams. I emphasize non-spurious. Neville Hyde White discovered a spurious cream on an expedition to Africa 10 years earlier. Uh, So this kind of negates that not running into Spaniards type of thing. Or well, like marching per- into Spanish territory and building a fucking fort, mm-hmm. and then and then going into Santa Fe and be like, "Hey, you Spanish yeah. dickhead, give me your fucking <laughs> yeah. money." Yeah. Or perhaps this is Wilkinson's plan all along that Pike didn't know about. Mm-hmm. That's probably more like it. That's very much more like it. Uh, Robinson takes off February seventh to find Santa Fe, and he actually goes in the right direction 
for a change. <gasps> Oops. Uh, Perfect. So that evening, he sends men out to get the two that were left behind. Uh, the four men that remained with Pike spent the next 10 days hunting and putting the finishing touches on their stockade, which is still there. The fucking uh, John Bon Jovi poster and a fucking... (laughs) Lava lamp. (laughs) Lava lamp. Beanbag chair. Gotta get one of those black light, Pink Floyd fucking... (laughs) Or Grateful Dead uh, mushroom skull. Yeah. Yeah. It's perfect. And then, of course, he reads his books because he uh, takes books along with him. Which is far more important than taking your own men. <laughs> uh, on the 17th, the rescuers come back, but they rescued one man, but the two remained unable to walk. They had to cut off their toes. Uh, they passed along that they uh, pleaded for Pike not to leave them there stranded. <laughs> Pike has no mercy for whiners. But then another problem pops up because while hunting, he sees two men on a horseback with lances. Uh, according it's to the his Mounties. orders, he, yeah, <laughs> it's it's the Spanish Mounties. Oh shit! Even uh, worse. So he wasn't able to elude them, so he just invites him back to the fort. <laughs> Check out my sweet flag. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. So they tell him that Robinson was caught in Santa Fe. And they were uh, out looking for more Americans. Uh, Pike spoke Build very little that Spanish. Wall. Build that wall. <laughs> God. <laughs> well, that's how limited a lot of people's fucking understanding is. <laughs> you know, like, oh, sovereign territory. Yeah. It's changed hands so many fucking times. Yep. You know. uh, but Pike wasn't cooperating with them anyway. Eventually, the Spaniards say they would send an emissary. But uh, he actually wanted to wait for the Frostbit guys. Uh, February 26th, Spanish Lieutenant Ignacio Saltillo arrived with 100 soldiers and said that they were to be taken back to Santa Fe, then escorted back to the Red River. Uh, And then Pike says, what? This ain't the Red River? Nope, it's the Rio Grande, and Pike had them lower the flag, the American flag, on their fort immediately after the hundred Spaniards show up. That'll do it. But uh, Pike wrote to Wilkinson earlier that if he encountered the Spanish, he would just pretend to be lost, which he didn't really have to pretend to be this time. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) Pretend my ass. Uh, But... After he found the headwaters, he still went southwest, even though he probably could have just went south and found the Red River that way, but, or he almost killed the whole party. Uh, I don't know if he was really going to do that just to spy on Mexico. More than likely, he'd just been lost because Pike was not, not quite a dick. He was kind of a sympathetic person. At least his journal kind of made him feel that way. He's also not the best explorer ever fielded either, necessarily. He's tenacious. Yeah, crisscrossing back and forth and finding the same river twice. Yeah, right. So Pike goes back with the with the Spaniards, but he leaves a couple guys there at the fort to wait for the other guys. He arrives in Santa Fe March 7th, 1807, to a crowd of onlookers. Uh, he kind of already had his uh, preconceptions of the Spaniards, but uh, everybody from that time, because they've been kind of dicks for 
hundreds and hundreds of years at that point. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he did enjoy their chocolate wine and wine, not chocolate wine. Oh, God. I want want chocolate wine. Mm -mm. Nope. (laughs) Yeah. Get that with that fried chicken prime rib special. (laughs) (laughs) Bottle of chocolate wine and some blooming onion. It's like, oh, yeah. I'll take Yoohoo and just put vodka in it. That's fine. <laughs> that works. Yeah. Pickle juice and, and chocolate wine. That's, yeah. that's a combo. Uh, so he actually sleeps on an actual bed. Uh, so he receives really great hospitality from these guys, even though he's still dissing them. Yeah. And his uh, troops his troops get put in a nice hotel room too, right? Because mm-hmm. that's how that works. <laughs> yeah, they're they're flat out thrown in fucking jail while he's like, like at the Ritz Carlton. Yeah, yeah. But at least they get bandages for their feet, and they enjoy dancing on their feet with no toes and drinking. Uh. Of course, Pike uh, Pike was a teetotaler, so he didn't do much of that. So, could you fuck? Could you imagine not having toes? Like, how the fuck do you get around, dude? You're gonna be on crutches the rest of your life. Very carefully, I guess. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Stuff more shit into your boot and drive on with a hard on, baby. So the local authorities told him that uh, to go to Chihuahua to meet with the federal authorities there. Uh, Pike uh, asked if he was a prisoner, and the governor said no. Then Pike kind of disagrees because his papers were seized, and he was deprived of his guns. Well, Um, yeah. Ed made to march 500 miles off course, but they still went on to Chihuahua. Uh, they did get their guns back, uh, but things were kind of peaceful, and Pike made friends along the way discussing science and politics and other things with these so-called heathens. Uh, Pike spends heathens. three weeks in... Well, not quite heathens, but... They're fucking he, Catholics. He didn't... Yeah, like, like They're Catholics. like super, super Catholics. It's the whole reason Spain was, well, gold. Golden Catholicism. It's the whole reason Spain's interested in doing anything. <laughs> Super Catholics? Like when you put your hand out and it just like, you know, like Iron Man and it blasts just like blood from the middle of your hand at people? Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, you put your hand out and then uh, you build a mission in California and enslave <laughs> all the Indians and convert them by force to your religion. Super! Like, like, like that. Well, even the Catholics were still had dances and stuff, which is still too much for a New Englander. You yeah, know. Protestants and uh, <laughs> things like that. Yeah. Yep. So he spends three weeks there. He gets roomed with the English-speaking officer. Uh, Pike gathers more info of the peoples of Mexico about their discontent of the Spanish crowd, at least the ones not in charge. Um. The governor of Chihuahua was convinced Pike was spreading seditious ideas, though. The new Mexico governor wrote to the governor of Chihuahua, telling him a different tale from the one Pike and Robinson told him. Uh, He got the story from one of Pike's men left behind uh, with the foot ailments ailments with no toes. Oh, yeah. Uh, This guy at least told the new Mexico governor that they were in Spanish territory to meet with and meet more American soldiers at the Red River, uh, which wasn't true. Uh, but I don't know why. So now they're distrusting of him. Uh, well, yeah, they're and, like, yeah, we're here to meet up with the fucking army. Well, I th- yeah, like, he was either trying to be like, you better let us go, implying there's more guys, 
Right. Or like making some shit up to act like he's being helpful, even though he has like no information. But he's like, oh, yeah, we've totally got a hundred cannons and all this. You should go find them. And it's at the Red River. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh, he also said that uh, Pike wanted to sever the ties between the Pawnees and Spanish and make them dependent on the United States, which was actually a true statement. Uh, so the governor, uh, governor wanted Pike to get the hell out of town. So after six days, they leave Chihuahua. Oh, six days after they leave, Pike leaves Chihuahua. Uh, a guy named Theodore Miller, one of his guys, was murdered. Uh, Miller was also along for the Mississippi trip, too. Uh, he was one of the guys who volunteered to go back for the men with frostbit feet. So he's back, still back at the stockade in Colorado there. Um, by the time Miller got to the stockade, Pike was already in Chihuahua. Uh, probably around El Paso, the Spaniards were waiting for him. Pike left a note saying it was okay to go with him. So May 4th, in between the Rio Grande and Chihuahua, Miller gets in an argument with a fellow guy from Pike's uh, expedition. This guy's named Meek. Uh, they get into an argument over who stole some vermilion. What's it always with the fucking vermilion? Isn't that the shit that, um, like, Hugh Glass gave? Your, yeah. Well, well, gave to, to the guys after they burned up his buddy. Like, oh, look, I got vermilion. Don't burn me. Like, everybody's just traipsing around with all this fucking vermilion. Guess it's... I don't know. We'll have to look we're, that up. We're gonna have to do one on the history of like, uh, like, fucking ink and dyes and shit like that. Because it was like it was pretty. I mean, it's kind of like the spice trade. You know what I mean? Spices are just like to make your food taste better. But motherfuckers are being enslaved and shit for spices. Oh yeah, I mean that the the, the horror of the industry. I understand. What I don't necessarily understand, except the only thing I can think of is like something to trade, you know, to right. the natives or something. But like. Yeah, we're on this military expedition. Let me bring some, like, writ fabric dye and puffy paint and, like, right. fucking, you know. Well, every time you drink an IPA, just remember the British conquered India just for some spices so their food wouldn't be as planned. Because <laughs> India pale beer. ale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know it is, but I don't drink that shit because it gives me heartburn. It's yeah. too much fucking hops. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I think uh, they used to transport their kegged beer by train, right, through India, and it was hot as fuck. So, like, if you dump a lot of hops in it, it keeps it fresher longer, makes it last longer. Depends on your idea of what fresh tastes like. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, 90 degree beer. Earthy. Oh, could you imagine? Just a fucking, yeah, like an 85 degree triple IPA. (laughs) Oh. Oh, God. It's like drinking stomach acid. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Anyway, Meek stabs Miller with a sword. Uh, Meek confesses on killing Miller, but he claims self-defense. So Meek waits in prison for eight months till the case was tried. They were both on Pike's crew, yeah? Yeah. So this this is just like infighting. These are the guys left behind. Sure. It's not Joe Meek, is it? It's hard to believe, I know, but I... No. Close. So, May 1808, the case was still unresolved. Then the records go missing. The six men that Pike left behind at the stockade didn't arrive in the United States until 1809. Meek wouldn't be back in the United States until 1821. Shit. 
And this is 1807. Oh, fuck. Uh, Pike arrives in San Antonio, June 1807. Uh, San Antonio was a town of 1500 at the time. They had several days of celebration. Then he arrives in Louisiana, July 1807, saying that the Spaniards were a people of great generosity, but the government was tyrannical, hypocritical, and superstitious. Of course, you know, he only said that after he's safely... On Not the other side. Spanish hands anymore, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> yep. But when Pike gets back, instead of getting a whole bunch of uh, glory, he has to defend himself from his connections with Burr and Wilkinson. Well, plus all um, his, almost all his papers have been confiscated, so he came back with, like, no maps, no real information. I, I, I read somewhere that some of their stuff they rolled up and stuffed it in the guy's uh, rifle barrels, so when they got their guns back, they got some of the papers. Mm-hmm. But basically, the Spanish used all the information for their own ends, and, you know, the U.S. got very little information from this expensive debacle. Mm-hmm. I was getting to that, eventually. Oh, fuck you, then. <laughs> uh, February 22nd, 1808, the House of Representatives were just debating on what to give Pike and his men as payment. Pavilion. Uh, yep. <laughs> Representative John Cowan of Kentucky just objects. He claimed the brother of one of Pike's men said that the brother was one of Burr's friends and the main purpose was to convert Indians over to Burr's idea of making a separate country. That was the reason for the trip, at least according to this one guy. Uh, February 19th, 1807, a few days before Pike was captured, Burr was arrested for treason in Alabama. So this is all happening while Pike is away. Oh, fuck. Damn. So, so he's Pike probably returns. not even hearing about it. Yep. Pike returns to the United States a week after Aaron Burr was indicted by a grand jury. Uh, Pike stays in Natchitoches for a while, awaiting the rest of his crew, but he was itching to get back to D.C. to brief the president and Wilkinson of his journey. Uh, He also aimed to boost his own standing and shake off allegations of being in league with Burr. He also gives Tommy Jeff two grizzly cubs that he got from an Indian in New Mexico. He's just had those the whole fucking time. I guess like, so. When he's in Chihuahua and shit, just like I imagine it with like the the baby baby carrier. Like he's got one yeah, on like the front, ba- and one baby on the back. Born in a, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I think Jefferson gave him way to maybe the Bronx, the start of the Bronx Zoo or something. That's Which how they started much- the zoo. Pretty much just a bear chained to a tree in a field with like a duck pond next to it. <laughs> Maybe people go feed it biscuits. It's the Pigeon zoo? and Bear Museum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, at least in the Burr case, one testimony uh, said Pike didn't know about the true nature of the journey. Um, but after the testimonies, Wilkinson kind of came out looking just as bad as Burr. But treason is kind of hard to prove because nothing actually happened. And Burr was acquitted. Yeah, like uh, I said, until like years later when they found literally papers confirming that Wilkinson was a Spanish agent. So, mm-hmm. but Burr goes to Europe on a voluntary exile. Voluntary uh, later that year, they look into Wilkinson's dealings with Mexico. Um, they go on for three years, but he was found not having received any payment from Mexico even though they found those papers. <laughs> Good detective uh, work. Through this, Pike was still loyal to Wilkinson and testified on his behalf. 
During that time, Lewis and Clark received 1,600 acres of land and the rest of the Corps of Discovery, 320. And they received double pay. So Pike was kind of looking for the same thing, but his compensation was hotly debated, and Pike was pissed. Sorry, Mr. Zebulon, you just didn't spread enough uh, venereal disease through the country, so we can't pay you for your time. Also, you found a mountain that you never actually reached, and then you couldn't find a whole ass river you are supposed to find, and you were arrested. Uh, do we have to keep telling you why I'm not going to pay you? Though Pike was cleared of any connection with Burr, he still wasn't paid. Uh, even, in, even his wife tried years later after she was widowed. She never got anything either. But uh, Pike got to compiling his journal from the trip. Uh, some of the papers he hid on his soldiers... Some in the barrel rifles, like you said. Sometimes the Spaniards just didn't care and turned a blind eye to his journaling. His journal finally appeared in print in 1810. Uh, the volume kind of paints him as a patriotic guy, on par with Lewis and Clark. Uh, he also put in the book letter exonerating him <laughs> from the Burr stuff. Uh, his book came out four years before Lewis and Clark's. Uh, the publisher oh, shortly goes out of business, though, and after it comes out, and Pike never made much money from it. Uh, but it did give him some fame, though, and he was promoted to captain. Uh, he was Wilkinson's right-hand man and went to him in New Orleans in 1809. Uh, December 31st, 1809, and he's promoted to lieutenant colonel at the age of 30. So he's already past his father in rank even though his father's all gummy. Uh, June 18th, James Madison declares war on Great Britain. So, of course, it's the Americans that attack the British first. They kind of skip over that point. Uh, Pike recruits men in New Jersey to join his 15th Regiment under command by Brigadier General Joseph Bloomfield, who is a boyhood friend of his father's. Uh, July 24th, the day before he left to join the regiment, he wrote to Wilkinson, Quote, if I go to Canada, you will hear of my fame or my death. End quote. So what do you think comes first? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, they did sack York first. Mm -hmm. So the first year of the war kind of goes badly for the U.S. Uh, the Army couldn't find enough recruits and didn't have enough money to pay them anyway. As winter came, Pike's troops slept on frozen ground and 90 men die of illness or frozen into the ground. <laughs> you say of illness or of frozen to the ground? Yeah, like you can't get back up, I guess. There's better <laughs> ways to say that. That was... <laughs> alien English is a second language here. Like, yep. Anyways, he uh, of, he that's going on a t-shirt. frozen to the ground. <laughs> uh, February 13th, Pike was ordered to go to Lake Ontario. And he leaves via sled and snowshoe. In the bitter cold with 400 men, 20 had a uh, frostbit feet. They had to be God left damn behind. It. This guy never heard of fucking socks. Jesus. Nope. Uh, they arrive at Sackett's Harbor late March 1813, but the U.S. desperately needed a win. Uh, April 5th, Pike gets a big uh, promotion to Brigadier General. Ooh, that is really big. Uh, Going mm -hmm. straight from, yeah. So they're going to attack York on the Canadian side of the lake there. 
So April 20th, as the ice broke up, Pike took 15 ships and 1,700 men across to York. Of course, the first day, the wind blows them right back into the harbor. (laughs) (laughs) So they try again a few days later. They reach York on the 26th. Uh, Pike lands, and the British kind of retreat. Uh, They capture the fort, and the retreating Brits blew a powder magazine, and shrapnel killed 40 Brits, about the same number of Americans, and one projectile hit Pike in the forehead, in the back, and the ribs. So it sounds like everywhere. One one projectile hit him in the... uh, The way... uh, First of all, like, uh, yeah, killed 40 Brits, 52 Americans, another 180 U.S. soldiers lay wounded, and uh, Pike yeah, had a piece of stone which had broken his spine, is what I read. Ouch. But, you know, there's a lot of ways it could break your spine by, like, <laughs> hitting your head and causing your whole body to snap like a twig. And Yeah. So the colonel kind of takes charge after that uh, until they continue marching and the Union Jack was lowered on the fort. So they capture the fort. But Pike was carried from the battlefield. He heard the hurrah of the troops, and Pike said, Push on, boys, avenge your general. Then he was rowed out to the USS S. Madison, where he died USS within a few SS. hours. SSS. He was 34, so he got his glorious death that he always wanted anyway. Yep, and the, one of the last things that happened is they took that British flag from the fort and, uh, you know, made it like uh, folded it up and put it under his head like a pillow. Aww. So he got his confirmation that they had captured oh. the board. Isn't that That's sweet? That's nice. <laughs> uh, afterwards, Pike was preserved in rum. Uh, some sailors drank from it, ah. but Pike was a teetotaler. Oof. Wait, what? Uh, he's a fucking, he's a straight edger, but they just soaked his ass in rum? Well, that's what they yep. had at the time. There was no, like, formaldehyde and shit. Okay, all right. So he gets uh, becomes a martyr. In uh, 1814, a peace was negotiated, uh, it, mostly because America wasn't kicking ass, but the Brits wanted peace because of threats of war in Europe. So oh, America so didn't get any gain in land or anything, but they secured their sovereignty anyway. Uh, the government failed to pay Pike's wages to his widow, the month that he died <laughs> it's like that doesn't count he died on the on the seventh he doesn't get paid for the whole month <laughs> oh jesus so he still owed the uh, for his trip out west too uh at this time pike was more famous than uh lewis and clark especially lewis who committed suicide in 1809 1819 the army built fort snelling if you remember that from the uh the sioux episode the yeah, sioux fort, uprising fort snelling's pretty cool looking Actually, well, right below that is Pikes Island in the Mississippi in current day Twin Cities. So, you were having sex with a little fella then. But in 1821, Mexico wins its independence and it kind of reversed its attitude towards America and let merchants come in there. And the Santa Fe trade was opened up, and most of them were guided by Pike's book. The end. Whoa. Holy shit, man. Fucking Zebulon was like a full-on Mr. Magoo until the very end. Yeah, I mean, he his heart was in the right place. He's A lot of it is he had some kind of shitty luck. A lot of it is also yeah. just... I mean, like, I, it's impressive that like all these... like So many stories of people just like, oh, I'm going to forge into the 
I'm going forward into the mountains and it's yeah. September. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, they had to have known better somehow, yeah. or one would think, you know, it's like, oh, I think on this side of the country it just doesn't snow in the fall, you know, like. Ever. I mean, they've been to Maine and shit. They, they know. They've been in New York and mm-hmm. other things at the same latitude. But just shows you how well Lewis and Clark, how they looked out on all their stuff. Because yeah, things totally. could have went sideways they, pretty well, easily. they, I think, were a little better actually prepared. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> I didn't hear, I didn't hear uh, Zebulon take one fucking bilious pill. And, like, uh, Lewis and Clark, that's all they did, right? I found a thing that was, like, um, it's, like, for teachers... And it was talking about the packing list uh, for the Pikes expedition, and they had shit like that with them. Oh, okay. They had all the the rotten dick medication and everything, you know. <laughs> so, what they didn't have is a Sagagawea, which that's another reason for Lucy Clark's success. Is yeah, yeah. She'd actually been to all these places before and spoke all all the languages, so that doesn't hurt. They basically had Does fucking uh, Tanya from uh, Command and Conquer with them. Yep. Well, they also no, not quite. She wasn't like Cha-Ching. She, in fact, she was pregnant half the time, and then had a baby in the woods and was carrying a baby. So, I don't think she kicked anybody's ass at all. But Tanya, yeah, famously not having babies, just shooting you with the Desert Eagle. <laughs> she might now. I mean, the game's pretty old. Yeah, it's true. She settled down, started a hardware Soccer store. Mom, some long kiss good night shit. <laughs> She's like, yeah. Uh, did that other uh, mm-hmm. blockhouse come through? Yeah, it's fucking pretty. So that's uh, what those guys got to sit in there with their with their missing toes, waiting for everybody to get back. You just <laughs> sit in that fucking thing. Well, you would think they'd put like a roof on parts of it or something, you know? Like, nope. They just like make sure you got pudgy sticks uh, coming out the yeah. sides, and that's about it. <laughs> yep. Enjoy, guys. Uh, is this a recreation? Or is this the real deal? I don't know. I would assume it'd have to be a recreation. That's what I was thinking. There's no way those logs would last that long. Yeah, that's a nice dry climate there, and cottonwood. Yeah, but we're talking what? 1807, eight. So, <laughs> so like over 200 fucking years. Yeah, probably not then. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Was that? Uh, and then I, we didn't mention like Pike's Peak or bust. I can't remember where that. Uh, why? Why was everybody trying to get to Pike's Peak? Was there gold? It's probably gold, huh? Yep. But Did they, was there actually gold, or was it just somebody going like, "I'm pretty sure there's gold there," so everybody fucking rushed <laughs> I think it? There's actually gold. Like, okay. yeah, like Cripple Creek is the not far close. Yeah, going up yeah. Cripple Creek. Pike's Pike's Peak Gold Rush, later known as the Colorado Gold Rush, which of course we talked about. Like the minor strike and the mm-hmm. what's what's in the death special? Yeah, the fucking the death fucking, special, the Pinkerton car. Yeah, so that's like you know a lot of years after this, but yeah, basically uh, he kind of found like he didn't find any gold as far as I know, but he kind of at least paved the way to somebody finding gold. Yeah, I guess, which is of course very important to all these guys. <laughs> But then still didn't get paid. Huh. Crazy, the United States not uh, not living up to their fucking uh, what they uh, promised. Obligations. Crazy. <laughs> not treating their veterans well. Yeah. yeah. 
Wow, Colorado produced 150,000 ounces of gold in 1861. Why, why, ounce, why, didn't, why not just put it in pounds or tons? I don't know. That doesn't... <laughs> Because it's more impressive. Whenever I give, whenever I tell my doctor how much I weigh, I'm just gonna start telling him in fucking ounces. Ounces. <laughs> how old are you? Four hundred and twenty-one months. Yeah. <laughs> Break it down to minutes. <laughs> I come from an ancient time. Yeah. Uh, yep. thanks, guys. Zebulon is like one of my favorite names now. I really appreciate it. Well, you can always rename your daughter. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'll okay. wait a couple more years and I'll do it, so it's more confusing. All right, <laughs> All right hail! Yep. Of. Of. Gunfire! Gunfire. Gunfire. Bye. See ya.